yes, it is the greatest weekend talk show in all of the land, the Ben Armstrong Show. And as always, a ton to get to. So glad that you've tuned in. Really appreciate all of those who I met with today. Giving a uh, a talk with those. And um, glad to meet new people that I have never met before. I know those of you listening to the radio audience don't know what I'm talking about. But for those of you that I got to speak with earlier, thanks for showing up and uh, listening to me. That humbles me. Special thanks to Elizabeth from Beverly Hills who gave me a gift. I didn't get a chance to give her a special thanks um, when I saw her in person. So thanks for that special gift. Um, it it blessed me and will continue to bless me, I believe, in the future. So uh, as I go through a change, uh, an announcement on the Ben Armstrong Show. I guess I have to start out with this. I know I normally don't start out with announcements. You don't usually hear that. But this may be the last Ben Armstrong Show Greatest weekend talk show show here in Detroit. Now, don't get sad. This is not necessarily a farewell type of show. Although it might be my last show as a weekend host here in Detroit. But I know, I know that makes many of you sad, but don't be sad because it's not a goodbye for me. For me, it's a good thing. Uh, what has happened is, is I am going to be the new morning show host on the great WSAU in Wausau, which serves Central Wisconsin. So I don't know if you're familiar with Wisconsin, um, but if you are familiar, you'll know where Wausau is. But it's basically the middle of Wisconsin, and WSAU serves all of Central Wisconsin. It's the big, legendary news talk station, 5.50 a.m. and 99.9 FM, WSAU. And I'm excited to be a morning show host for Wisconsin, Central Wisconsin. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. You guys know what they're in for. They don't know what they're in for fully. Uh, The ones that hired me know what they're in for, but uh, uh, the listening audience uh, of WSAU might not fully know what they're in for. And they're in for something exciting. They're in for something that's going to be awesome. And I'm excited about it. And I hope you are too. So this will not be a farewell. I will not be opening up the phone lines because I do not want this show to turn into a goodbye Ben type of show. I want to do a normal show as much as I can. And I am continuing on, so it's not like I'm retiring. I would allow a goodbye show and allow you to call up and say things, but I, I, I don't think that's appropriate. It's I'm not retiring. I'm not done. I'm not losing my job. I'm moving on to bigger and better things from being just a weekend talk show host. And I know a lot of you are happy about it, but you're sad because I won't be on here into the Detroit market. But remember, if you miss me, And I know most people, you know, once you're out of the market, out of sight, out of mind. Some of you, if you miss me that much, well, look, in today's technology, there is a thing called the Internet and, you know, smartphones. You can uh, get the app of WSAU. And uh, you can then listen using your phone in the morning. If, let's say, there's a morning show in the morning and you're just 
not excited about the morning show that you're listening to in the morning, and you want something that's going to be awesome to listen to in the morning, well, then you're going to want to listen to me on WSAU. So you can get an app and listen or listen at work online. So it's all up to you. You can decide to do that or not. I understand. Once I'm out of the market, you know, sometimes that's it. But... Some of you love the show a lot that I think I'll hear from you. I would love, just so you understand, I would love, I don't expect it, but I would love to hear from you guys when I'm over there. It would be awesome to hear that you're listening online and that you call in and talk to me. It would be great. So if you're inclined to do that. So this would be my last show. Oh, and oh, I guess if you're wondering... Well, when's that going to take place? The first show will be February 13th, I believe, is scheduled. Unless something changes unexpectedly right now, that's what it's going to be. I don't think anything will change, but you know how life is. Sometimes curveballs come and you don't even know that that's going to happen. So as of now, I don't foresee any curveballs or anything. February 13th, I believe, and that will be a Monday, and you can check in. So just about, you know three weeks, and you can check out me in the morning instead of just once a week, if you want to. That's the big announcement. That's the big news. I don't know how to transition out of it, so I'm just going to start the show more in a normal fashion now, getting into Trump, loving what Trump is doing. I said this when I met with the folks earlier today. Um, so if you were there and you heard me speak, you might hear a little bit of repetitiveness because you've already heard this, but I want to say this to the listening audience. I am so happy that Trump is president because in just a few days, Trump has done more than President Bush did in his entire presidency for us. Already, I think it's true. This is just completely awesome. I know you have to be loving it like I am. You have to. If you were a Trump supporter, you are extremely happy. If you weren't a Trump supporter, you've got to be happy too. If you were a Republican, but you were unsure and you didn't fully support Trump, you have to be wiping a, your sigh of relief, although you shouldn't have been worried. We were telling you it's all right, but that's all right. You can wipe your sigh of relief and say, look, he is good. All those people that were trying to convince me that, hey, Trump's awesome, you guys, stop flipping out. Don't worry. This is going to be great. You're going to realize, hey, they were right. And as long as you weren't a never-Trumper, because I don't trust never-Trumpers, but if you were someone that had doubts, that's fine. Never-Trumpers, you're not coming back yet. No, no, no. We're holding you off at a distance. I promised that I would, and I will hold never-Trumpers off at a distance. I don't trust you. And you have not proven anything to me as of yet. And I don't know what you can do to prove to me. Um, I'm looking at some of the famous Never Trumpers, and they're not proving anything. I'm looking at some of the secret Never Trumpers. I'm not going to name names, but some do morning shows on a national scale. Um, but that secret Never Trumper, you know, blends in a little better and a little easier, but... I'm still not trusting because I warned never Trumpers that I'm not going 
to trust you until your actions show that I can. And I don't know how long that's going to take. Because Trump did something tremendous when he ran for president. He exposed people for what they really believe, not what sometimes they pretend to believe. So I'm excited about the Trump presidency. He's doing everything that I hoped he would do and more. And I want to say this. Look, Trump's not just already wiping out and showing you what he's going to do in wiping out what Obama has done. You know, that was our hope. That's all we were we're hoping for is just can he wipe out what Obama done has done over the last eight years? Oh yeah, he can do that, but he he's not even doing just that. He's wiping out what the Democrats have done for the last 50, 60 years of clawing at America and putting up these regulations. He's wiping out everything that they have been trying to do to this country, and it is awesome. You have to be excited about it. I'm excited about it, obviously. I hope you are too. Look, we had the March for Life that also happened, and you have the first president to have representatives of the Oval Office. You know, high ranking, the vice president, Pence, at the March for Life and speaking at it. What a breath of fresh air. Here's Pence signing the Declaration of Independence at the March for Life, and he says, life is winning again in America. We got to listen to it. More than 240 years ago, our founders wrote words that have echoed through the ages. They declared these truths to be self-evident, that we are, all of us, endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Forty-four years ago, our Supreme Court turned away from the first of these timeless ideals. But today, three generations hence, because of all of you and the many thousands who stand with us in marches like this all across the nation, life is winning again oh, in America. Yes, that is awesome. Life is winning again in America, and how can you not? be excited about that. Look, a lot of people were worried, including myself at the very beginning. I admit that. I didn't know how pro-life Trump would end up being. I think Trump's going to be known as the greatest pro-life president in our lifetime. So, um, of course, abortion wasn't legal way back. So maybe you could say in the history of America, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Look, I think Trump is going to be more than I had hoped for on the pro-life movement, and that is amazing because I hope for an awful lot. <laughs> so for him to be more than I hope for, oh, yeah, I'm loving this. Trump is becoming even more of a humble type of guy because I think this has just begun. But the weight of the presidency, the understanding that the American people, the people he loves, which is Americans, is on his shoulders. And he is such a boastful guy before he was coming in. He has nowhere to go but to be a little more humble because he's got nowhere to turn but to God. And I can see that's happening in him. 
I can see it, and I'm letting you know. I am so excited about this. You have the open Christian Mike Pence as vice president, and, and I won't go through all the naming, but, you know, Kellyanne Conway, you have all these people, great, wonderful people, especially these great Christians, surrounding Donald Trump. This nation is going to be blessed, and we should be hoping for it, expecting it, and being thankful for it, and finally, and most importantly, making sure that we individually don't let this go to waste and we become more moral ourselves in our own personal lives. We cannot waste this. We have to capitalize on it. We have to do the opposite of what Obama and the liberals did and then realize, unlike they didn't realize, that was their big, big shot at bringing down America. And they relaxed halfway through. That's the way it kind of feels. Doesn't it feel that way to you? A little more than halfway through, they started to relax. They had it wrapped up forever. America's going to be brought down. Liberalism and socialism is going to rule the day. And they relaxed because they could sense the victory. And now everything has turned. Let's learn from their mistake. We're not relaxing. We're going to build up momentum. Yeah, here's a sports analogy. You've seen basketball teams get up by 20 points and then relax. And the other team comes back. But you also have seen certain teams. They're rare because most teams relax and let a, a team come back. Especially when this is consistent. Sometimes, once in a while, you get that elite team. That when they start to get up by 10 points, 15 points, they don't relax. They pour it on. And they win by 30, 35 that's what we have to be. That's what we have to do. You're listening to the greatest weekend talk show in all of the land, The Ben Armstrong Show. Being here with Ben honestly just feels like a dream come true. a show for you and you only. Anyone else listening to this broadcast on your radio may be charged a small listening fee. Collect from your friends. Oh, we gotta be on the hunt. We gotta stay hungry like a wolf. See how I tied that up? See? That's because I'm a professional. That's what I do. All right. We are going to be excited about a Trump presidency. I'm excited about the Trump presidency. It's just begun. It's only been, I mean, a week, basically. And it, it, a little more than a week. But it, it's, it's awesome. I'm loving it. And I, I think you all should be loving it as much as I love it. 
Has it been more? It's been more than a week. But uh, time is going by so fast that uh, I, I've been so excited. It's just flying by. I'm losing track of how long and everything that he's been in office. But whatever. I'm excited. And I'm loving the March for Life because you have Vice President Mike Pence there. And he said more about Donald Trump. I want you to hear this because he's hailing Trump as a pro-life president, which Trump, I really believe, will be a maybe what it seems like to me, the strongest pro-life president. And I wouldn't have maybe necessarily thought that. I'm thinking that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to, while he's in office, become more and more and more a pro-life guy because he's going to get the deep. He, he's a guy that understands truth. And he's surrounded by people who understand that, hey, it's a baby. Duh, it's a baby. And I think he's going to get stronger and stronger in that conviction. Let's listen to Mike Pence. But it is no more evident in any way than in the historic election of a president who stands for a stronger America, a more prosperous America, and a president who I proudly say stands for the right to life, President Donald Trump. President Trump actually asked me to be here with you today. He asked me to thank you for your support, for your stand for life, and for your compassion for the women and children of America. It's going to be a different presidency, that's for sure. I mean, you've got to compare it to Barack Obama. And when liberals are in office, the compassion they have for babies, I mean, they wanted and still do to spread abortion on demand around the entire world. Just murder children all around the world and let American taxpayers fund it. That's a liberal dream. That you and I pay for babies to be murdered all around the world. And they think that they can pound them, their chests and say how self-righteous they are. And then try to flip truth on its head and say that we are oppressing women while they murder women in the womb all around the world and call us oppressive. It's time to end abortion in America. If the rest of the world wants to fall away because the liberals that led the way, they're going to stand before God for that. But it's time for us to take a stand and end abortion in America. We need 100% pro-life Supreme Court justices to uphold the Constitution because babies are protected by the Constitution the right to life is right there. And we know that if you follow the Constitution, then abortion should be illegal. So all we need is justices who understand that when a woman's pregnant, it's actually a baby, and they follow the Constitution. If you have just those two things... We can end abortion in America. I begged 
for people to clarify and get a hold of Donald Trump and his team. And I sent stuff like crazy to his team of audio cuts of my show that I said would help bring back the Christians and help him win the presidency when they attacked him with that, uh, what was it, uh, Access Hollywood? Was it Access Hollywood? Billy Bush and that tape with Donald Trump. And the left was running around acting like they had this giant moral high ground. And none of us liked that tape. But I said, we got to get stuff in perspective of who has a moral high ground. We need to start pounding abortion. They have no moral high ground. How dare they ever act like they care about children? They have no right on the left to act like they care about children. No right whatsoever. When you murder children, you don't have a right to act like you you care about them. I don't understand this mentality when we apply it to child molesters. If a child molester was running around saying that he cares about children, we'd say, shut up. You have no right to say anything about children. You've lost that right. You're a child molester. And no one would think that that's a bad stance to have. But if you murder children, you have a right to run around and say, but I still care about children. I'm compassionate. No, you don't. You have no right. Just like the child molester, who's less as evil as you. That's hard for people to swallow, but it is the truth. Which is worse? Is murder worse? Or is molestation worse? Because in my book, murder is worse. It's hard for people to swallow the truth of that. I understand. I'm not trying to offend people who may have had an abortion, but I can't not speak truth. It's not whether you're offended. It's how you react to the truth. If you recognize that it was wrong, if you repent from that, and you tell God that, well, God has great mercy and great forgiveness. But if you are stubborn and say, I heard the truth, but I don't want it to be true, so I'll ignore it. Well, you're in big time trouble if you take that kind of stance. Not with mankind. They'll pat you on the back. Liberals, they'll say how wonderful you are for doing that. But you're in big time trouble with God. I'm just letting you know. This is hardcore truth. It's not about offending. It's about if the truth offends you, so be it. I can't control that. It's not that I have a lack of compassion. I have great compassion for you. I hope you come to the understanding of what is good and what is evil what is true and what is untrue. And don't let the left deceive you any further. For the rest of your life, wake up to truth. Look, Trump was in Mexico City. I mean, I'm sorry, he wasn't in Mexico City. Uh, he was uh, talking about the Mex Mexico City policy. And this came before the March for Life. And then he also was talking about the March for Life, so he talks about the upcoming March for Life. And I want you to hear what Trump had to say uh, if you don't know, the Mexico City policy is where Trump stopped funding abortions all around the world using American tax money to fund abortions. And this stops that. So the left has 
had conniptions about that, and we are all in great celebration. But let's listen to Trump. We've reinstated the Mexico City policy, a long-standing policy. That's nice. This is great applause because this is... We're not funding abortion. Friday, a lot of people are going to be showing up to Washington, right, Mike? A lot of people. You know, the press never gives them the credit that they deserve. They'll have 300, 400, 500, 600,000 people. You won't even read about it. When other people show up, you read big time about it, right? So it's not fair, but nothing fair about the media. <laughs> It's so refreshing. He's a sitting president and he's still saying it. And I love it because Trump's going to be Trump. But here's the best part. People don't understand the power of of a president doing those type of things, saying those type of things. I saw more coverage than I've ever seen. Of the March for Life. More than I've ever seen. He's right. The media always ignored it. They covered it more than they've ever covered it before. Do you think that's coincidence or do you think it's because Trump called them out on it? See, there's little things that Trump doesn't even get credit for that I notice that I think the average person doesn't get. When Trump does that type of thing, there's two ways for the media to respond. Prove him right by not covering it at all. Or they have a response. We got to prove him wrong. And then they cover it either way. Trump wins. Trump's not plotting like and, and thinking deeply about this. This is what happens when you speak real truths. The other side can't win. It's what I've been saying. Truth will win if we just stand with it and know how to speak it. Some of us aren't good at speaking it. Some of us are great at speaking it. Just depends. If you're good at speaking truth, take your stand and speak it. They can't beat you because truth wins every time. They can only slander you, curse at you, call you names, or try to kill you. And I hope the last, <laughs> the last thing I said is not the case. But they, they do get to that point at some point in time. Those who are opposed to truths. They'll hate you for it. But sometimes you can't wake someone up unless truth takes a stand, regardless of how someone acts when they hear the truth. It's not easy to do to take those stands. I understand. Some of you think... Well, you take stands. You're doing it publicly. For me, I like taking a stand, and it's not nearly as difficult as it was when I first started. You do get comfortable doing it if you start. Now, if you've never done it before, you're going to be a little bit uncomfortable taking the stand. But God will bless you for it. 
and you'll become more and more comfortable. It's with anything. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. So start practicing taking stands if you're not someone who does. Now, Nancy Pelosi doesn't like the fact that uh, the GOP has launched what she thinks is a major assault on women's reproductive rights. Notice how Nancy Pelosi doesn't ever like to say abortion. She doesn't even use, and abortion's a watered-down word. They never want to say, you know, baby. We believe in the rights of a mother to kill their babies. You won't hear them utter those words. That's what they, that's what it means. That's what they believe when they, when they say they want reproductive rights. They mean they want babies to be allowed to be scrambled up in the womb, blended. That's what they want. That's what she's taking a giant stand for. And she's just extremely upset that babies might actually be born in America. And the Republican Congress launched a major assault on women's access to comprehensive health care, not only here in America, but around the world. On Monday, the Trump administration reinstated the global gag rule that silences even the discussion of women's reproductive choices. Oh, really? Reproductive choices? Look at how she just skirts around everything. You're so evil, you can't even embrace your own evil? You have to disguise your evil? Why don't you just full out come out and say, I don't care if it's a baby or not. I don't think it is. Blend it up and throw it in the trash. That's what I believe is okay to do. Go ahead and grow a pair and take a stand and say it. Either that or get out of my face with your talking in front of the media. You wimp. Nancy Pelosi is a wimp because she won't even say abortion. She usually avoids it once in a while. It's always women's reproductive rights. Women's rights to choose. Never abortion. And abortion is the watered down. That was when it first came out. They used to say abortion. To abort the pregnancy. That's the watered down version. It's, but that's so not watered down enough. They, they can't just say that. They have to go to right to choose or reproductive rights. They can't utter the words of what they really believe. Because, because deep down they know how evil it really is. If they didn't think it was evil, then they would have no problem saying it. No problem coming out and saying, uh, if a woman's pregnant, she should be able to just get rid of the baby whenever she wants. Why can't they just talk that like that? I can say it for them. Hey, Nancy, you believe that women all around the world should play God and decide when humans should be or shouldn't be born. And if they don't feel like it, they can kill the baby because it might be inconvenient for them at the time. And since it's an inconvenience, look, you're a woman. You have the right to kill that child. And if we throw it in the trash, don't judge me. Who cares? That's my belief. That's what she should say. But they can't say it. I'm saying it for them. They're too scared to say the truth. That's what they really believe, and they all know that's what they believe. 
but they can't utter the words. I have no, I never have to skirt around what I believe. I don't have to change words and do code meanings of words to, to say, I believe abortion is murder. You're killing the child. We can't be murdering babies in America. How more straightforward can I be? They're never straightforward. If you're neutral on this issue, shouldn't that tell you who's right and who's wrong? I would think so. This is the greatest weekend talk show in all of the land. When we come back, more cuts. Moving on from the abortion issue, you're going to want to stick around. A cut of the Council of Islamic, well, American Islamic Relations, also known as CARE. You don't want to miss it. Ben is so great. He's one of those people that you just really want to be around. Ben could be the first person who just gets me. Hey, this is Ted Nugent Rocket, and you're listening to the Ben Armstrong Show. If you missed the beginning of the greatest weekend talk show on all of the land, you missed the major announcement. This most likely is the last greatest weekend talk show show that I do. The Ben Armstrong Show. And you'll be like, what? What do you mean? I'm not taking calls on it because I'm not retiring. So it's not to one of those things. I'm not losing my job and being fired and let go and I'm out of the radio business. No, no, no. So this is not a, a it, I'm not treating it as a farewell type of show because that's not what it is. What it is, is, is I'm moving on, moving up to a morning show host on WSAU in central Wisconsin, the Wausau area, and covering more than just Wausau. And it's the great WSAU, the legendary WSAU for those who live in central Wisconsin. And I am going to be the new morning host there Monday through Friday. So if, if you don't have a morning show that you're too happy with and you want something good to listen to early in the morning, well, you know that my show is going to be better than probably most of the morning shows out there. You know that's going to be true. And even though you're in this area, you might want to tune in using your phone or on the internet and check me out. This move is, is in the books. It's going to happen. It's scheduled for February 13th. So about three weeks. February 13th. It'll be a Monday will be the first day. February 13th, I will be on WSAU in central Wisconsin. I'm moving there. That's where I'm going. So that's why I won't be uh, the greatest weekend talk show in Detroit anymore. So this isn't a bad thing for me. It's a good thing. I know some of you are sad, but that's also why I'm not going to do a show where 
I can have calls come in and say goodbye because it's not a farewell. And yeah, people would call in and say congratulations, that too. But I don't want to waste time with that. We're just going to do a show like I try to normally do and then move on. And in a couple weeks, there'll be silence from me and then I'll be on in central Wisconsin and you can check it out. So make sure you do. I would love to hear from you guys when I'm over there as well. But I'm not expecting that at all because typically once a host leaves a market, a lot of times it's, you know, you're out of sight, you're out of mind. I completely understand. Your world doesn't revolve around me and nor should it. So do what you, you need to do. But that's what's happening with me in my life. So I appreciate all the fanfare. You know, you guys listening to to my show help make this happen. The success of my show, the success of of a weekend show that had such great response by you guys, help me get to where I am going now. So I appreciate it, and I thank you guys, because without you guys, none of this would be happening. All right, let's move on with the show. Council on American Islamic Relations, or CARE, is mad that Trump is having massive increase in vetting immigrants. Let's hear what they have to say. Muslims, we believe, are the sole targets of these orders. These orders are a disturbing confirmation of Islamophobic and un-American policy proposals made during the presidential election campaign. So he thinks all Muslims Never are terrorists? Never before in our country's history have we purposely, as a matter of policy, imposed a ban on immigrants or refugees on the basis of religion or imposed a We're trying to ban terrorists, and he says it's an attack on Muslims. To this nation. Doesn't that mean he thinks Muslims are terrorists? and religious questioning imposed on our government agencies by Islamophobes, many of whom are in, now in policy-making positions, will not make us safer and will instead send a very negative message to Muslims that are not welcome in America. One of our nation's darkest moments was during World War II, when we turned away Jewish refugees seeking our protection. We cannot allow religious bigotry to affect our willingness How dare he? and ability to welcome those fleeing How violence and dare persecution. He? You know what he just did there at the end? Tried to act like Jews were turned away by America during World War II because they were Jewish and America viewed the Jews as some sort of threat. How dare he? We were at war with Germany and you have Germans trying to come over to America that some of them so happened to be Jews. And we were smart enough to say, uh, no. Because Nazis could have easily just said, I'm Jewish and I'm trying to escape and be spies and infiltrate America. Duh! And how dare he act like there's an equivalence? Secondly, if we're vetting for terrorists, shouldn't Muslims be happy about that who live in America? He's upset that we're vetting to try to stop terrorists from coming in? And if he says that these Muslim terrorists don't represent Islam, 
then why when we say, okay, we're going to do extreme vetting and not let those type of people come into our country, is he saying that's attacking all Islam? Therefore, he's saying that all of Islam agrees with ISIS. Not me. He's saying it. He doesn't even realize it, but that's exactly what he's saying. He, if he's saying that Trump's policy is an attack on Muslims, then he's saying that all Muslims agree with terrorism and ISIS. That's what he's saying. That's the truth. How can he combat that? He can't combat what I just said because you can't defeat truth when truth hits you in the face. That is hardcore truth. And I love how, see how deceptive they are. They call themselves care, purposefully naming themselves the opposite of what they are. They are not caring at all. They don't care about America. And they're upset that there's going to be vetting in order to keep Americans safe. How dare America protect its people? This isn't the American way, protecting itself. The American way is to sit and ticket. Hasn't Obama taught you anything? You sit and take it and let us kill you. I mean, that that's <laughs> obviously an exaggeration. But you get the point. One more break. One more segment of the last Ben Armstrong show here in Detroit. It is the greatest weekend talk show in all of the land. It is the Ben Armstrong show. Don't make me destroy you. Torturing liberals. It's the Ben Armstrong Show. a blast as always on the Ben Armstrong show. So glad that you've joined me as always. You didn't realize that this was going to be the last greatest weekend talk show show here in Detroit because I'm no longer going to be a weekend host. I am going to be a Monday through Friday host in the morning on the great and legendary WSAU in central Wisconsin. That's in the Wausau area. And uh, it covers more than Wausau, but that's the best known place in that area. So um, it, it, it is in Wausau. Um, it's going to be an exciting new adventure for me. And I appreciate all the support that you guys have shown, all the support you have shown me throughout the years here as a weekend talk show host, all the success you've given my show. And now it's time to move on and move up. And so that's what's happening. So it's not a a, a goodbye in the aspect of I'm gone. And if you need your Ben Armstrong fix, you'll actually be able to access it five days a week during the morning shows when most of the morning shows, some of them, well, I shouldn't say most, but some of them might not be your cup of tea. Some of them might be. But if you're finding yourself struggling to find something good to listen to in the morning, the beauty of technology today makes it so that, hey, you could be in your car here and still check me out, even though I'm over in Wisconsin. 
WSAU is where I'm going. It's a great station. Uh, part of their lineup includes Rush Limbaugh, you know, Sean Hannity, uh, Mark Levin. Uh, it's 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 just a it's a great station, and I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited that uh, you guys have supported me and allowed me to have this opportunity to go there, and I'm excited that I'm able to announce it to you. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. But I didn't want to take phone calls today because I don't want it to seem like, you know, it's it's the end or something. It's not the end. It's just the next step. So that's why I'm doing it this way. Uh, let's finish out the show like a normal show, shall we? I think we should. Trump's asked about this uh, Muslim ban, even though it's not a Muslim ban. But... Um, He's asked about it, yet we would admit Muslims would be the most vetted. I would assume so. That's what we should be doing. We should be vetting any threat to America, regardless of whether Muslim or not. But we know in this day and age, Muslims have posed the biggest threat to America. So Trump's asked about that. I want to ask you about refugees. You're about to sign a sweeping executive action to suspend immigration to this country. Right. Who are we talking about? Is this the Muslim ban? We're talking about, no, it's not the Muslim ban, but it's countries that have tremendous terror, uh, and it's countries that people are going to come in and cause us tremendous problems. Our country has enough problems without allowing people to come in who, in many cases or in some cases, are looking to do tremendous destruction. Which you look at what's happened. They have a whole list. You'll be very thrilled. You're looking at people that come in, in many cases, in some cases, with evil intentions. I don't want that. They're ISIS. They're coming under false pretense. I don't want that. Oh, isn't it nice to hear presidents say he doesn't want that? He doesn't want terrorists to come into America freely. <laughs> he doesn't want open borders so anyone can just come across. Oh, what a difference. I mean, don't forget what we lived through. Do you remember this? We are no longer a Christian nation. Did he make a deal with the devil? Yes, the Obama update theme. Islam has always been a part of America's story. My Muslim faith, and you're absolutely right that that has not Christian come... Christian faith. That my, as a boy, I spent several years in Indonesia and heard the call of the Azan at the break of dawn. I have known Islam on three continents before coming to the region where it was first revealed. Many other Americans have Muslims in their families or have lived in a Muslim-majority country. I know because I am one of them. In Ankara, I made clear that America is not and never will be at war with Islam. ISIL is not Islamic. No religion condones the killing of innocents. The future must not belong to those who slander the prophet of Islam. The Obama update theme will never go away because we know we're going to hear more of Obama. It might get played at a much lesser extent because he's not president, so he's not making news all the time. So, But it will always be there, ready to go whenever it's needed. Look, Trump addresses how different he is because... Obama, Hillary, and Kerry, they wanted the open borders, and he's not them. 
I wonder why Obama would have wanted open borders. I just, after hearing the update theme, it gets so confusing. I could not just, I have no idea why he would want that. I mean, it's so confusing. But let's listen to Trump. With that being said, uh, President Obama and Hillary Clinton and Kerry have allowed tens of thousands of people into our country. The FBI is now investigating more people than ever before having to do with terror. And it's from the group of people that came in. But no more, folks. No more. We don't have to worry about that, that type of attitude, those type of policies anymore. How can you not be excited about that? Well, that's it. The end of an era of tremendous weekend radio in Detroit. You were privileged to have the greatest weekend talk show in all of Detroit. And I'm not saying that to be conceited. I was privileged to have you as an audience. And now... I will move to do the greatest morning show that's ever been done before. That's my goal. We'll see if I can accomplish it. WSAU, here I come. And if you're in Wisconsin and you're going to check out this show to see what you're getting, oh, you're going to love me. I know you will. I love you guys. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through him. See ya!